Thank you for listening to the Family Life Podcast. For more great content, visit thefamilylife.org. We hope you are blessed by today's message and will be encouraged to share it with someone you know. 18th verse. Now, if you would, for the next few minutes, walk with me in the word. Now, there was no smith. Now, there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel. But the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make them swords or spears. But all the Israelites went down to the Philistines to sharpen every man his share and his coulter, his axe, and his mattocks. Now there was no smith found throughout all the land of Israel. For the Philistines said, lest the Hebrews make them swords and spears. Let's talk about it for a moment. Lest they make them swords or spears lest they make them swords or spears. Father, I thank you for your good grace today. And I thank you for your word that is just right. It's always right. It's always appropriate. This gospel, this truth that, Lord, that you came to this earth and that you uh, suffered, bled and died on Calvary's cross, was buried in the tomb and rose again that we might have life. I thank you, God, that you paid the price and that there is nothing more that I can do or need to do, Lord, uh, that would be greater than that. You have paid completely what I owe. And I thank you for that goodness, God, that grace, that love towards us. And so I pray that you help someone in this place to understand that today and to repent of their sins and be baptized in your name and filled with your spirit. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us all to receive and to respond to this word. And thank you, God, that you bring it to us to give us life. Thou hast the words of life. Where else can we go? And so we trust in that this day and we believe and we hope in you, God. Anoint this people and anoint me in Jesus' name. Let the church say amen. Now, count it down. I want you to find four people. Find four people. And I want you to be exceptionally kind to them, loving. I want you to say something good to them. Compliment them. Encourage them. Let them know. Four people. This rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus. The only one, be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips that solid rock, for this rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus, the only one. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips that solid rock. Sing it with me. This rock is Jesus. Yes, he's the one. This rock is Jesus. The only one. Be very be 
very sure your anchor holds and grips that solid rock. Aren't you thankful for that rock, Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that rock, Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. The word said it was that rock that followed them. Aren't you thankful for that rock? Our anchor holds. You may be seated in Jesus' name. It must have been almost unnoticed at first. A subtle silence that filled the air. Something different. Now stay with me for a moment. Something different, something missing. All the other things that occupied the the sound and, and space of their lives must have made up the difference. Um, maybe it happened all at once or possibly over the course of time. A slow, gradual decline, a slow, gradual accepted absence. However, however the means, <clears throat> it happened. Somewhere, somehow, through the process and, and purpose planned through time, Israel found themselves without the needed smiths, the blacksmiths, the fabricators of, and forgers of steel and, and metal. Their trade, <clears throat> understand this, their trade was almost like the clock that kept the cadence of time in the towns and the villages where they lived. From early morning to late evening, you could hear the dull ring of the metal in response to the heavy hammer shaping it on the more solid and steady anvil. The smell of smoke from the flame fanned by the billows, the sound of of the hot still hissing being cooled by the water. It was always there. The sound of the smith was always there until it wasn't. It could always be heard until it couldn't. It was always counted on until one day it was not. It had been been a well-planned, meticulous, calculated attack, one carried out over time by the Philistines. Not, Not in a day nor a month, but years, even, even generations. For it was a trade. You're understanding this. It was a trade. It, uh, it was a skill, even a gift that had been handed down from those who had been before. From generation to, to generation, from family to family, town by town, village by village. It must have, it must have happened little, little by little they were gone until there were no more. There were no more found in Israel. For the Philistines knew that if there were no smiths, then there would be no swords, there would be no spears. No weapons, no weapons formed to advance, no weapons to to defend it. It left the Hebrews vulnerable, it left them weak, It it left them wary of what they would confront, of what they would face, of what they would have to deal with. But it did not just stop with the swords and the spears for even the tools of the trade of the farmers who would sow the seed. Uh, that would sustain the life was compromised. Even they, even they had to go down, the word said. They had to go down to the Philistines to, 
sharpen the, the share, the axe, the, the mattox that needed to break the ground to sow the seed, to grow the seed, that it would sustain the life. They learned, understand this today. They learned to live on less. They learned to live on less. They learned to live at the mercy of the means of an enemy. They learned to live on the means of an enemy that made a mockery of them. The wise man said it this way, if you would, look at this. A little sleep, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. Everybody hear this word. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come. So shall it come as one that traveleth and thy want as an armed man. A little sleep, a little slumber, just, just a little laziness. Just a little laziness about it. That's all it takes. Just fold your hands, do nothing, just accept it. It's just the way that it is. Until one day you wake up and you find yourself poor, he said. It, it happens like a man traveling. Do you see this? The, the wise man was trying to paint a picture. It happens like a man that's traveling. Just a little sleep, a, a little folding of the hands, a little leaning back, a little taking our ease in Zion, as one prophet termed it. Just, just a little laziness, and, and it happens just like a man that's traveling. Just in other words, taking one step at a time. A man that travels at just one step at a time ultimately arrives at the destination in which he is heading until suddenly you're found wanting or defenseless against an armed man who has, who has come to defeat you, to take your home, your hope, your life, and everything around you. That's what the wise man said it was like. All it takes is the acceptance of neglect. The acceptance, we have piped unto you and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you and you have not lamented. Jesus looked at them and said, we, we, we've come to you and the spirit has come to you and you have ignored it. It's, it's been a casual disregard and, and ignoring and neglect of what's in front of us. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands and in time we find ourselves spiritually poor. Depleted of the things that once we defended and the things that once defended us, I will repeat it again. Depleted of the things that once we defended and those things that have defended us. Vulnerable against an enemy that is relentless because we simply neglected to make sure that there was a smith to be found spiritual. We simply neglected uh, the, to make sure that there was a smith still in Israel. Do you understand this? Um, the well-planned attack of, of time brought on by an enemy of the soul that's satisfied with the slow erosion uh, of the spiritual soil of our life as much as he is satisfied with a sudden victory. I believe that today, that the enemy is satisfied with just the slow erosion of spiritual things in our life as much as he is satisfied with, a, with a, an immediate victory on any given day. We may not like it, we may not like this, but it's still the truth. He will let you and I have our Sundays as long as he can have the rest of the week. I believe that. I believe he'll give us our Sundays, our few moments on the clock that we can count down, that we can get by with it, that we can just get on to what we need to get on with. And, and so he can have the Monday or the Tuesday and, and most of the Wednesday, if you would, and, and then back at it Thursday, Friday, and Saturday and just get a few moments. He'll give you your Sunday as long as he can have the rest of everything else. The absence of prayer, the influence of all that is a, that's carnal and, a, and opposing God, the, the deafening sound of the absence of faithfulness, the compromise that, now I'm preaching rather direct today, so walk with me, uh, the compromise that finds its answer from a world that is against God. 
uh, the casual, gradual acceptance of a worldly life that finds its satisfaction in things of this world that are of lesser value. There would, there would always be an Israel, but would there always be a Smith in Israel? There will always be a church, but will there be those who know how to endure and forge out the need of things of the spirit that must be to defend against and defeat an enemy of our soul? There will always be a church. Ah, yes, there will always be a church, but will there always be a Smith? Will, be the, will there be the one that knows how to pray through? Not just pray, not just be able to quote the word, but, but know the word and, and forge it out in prayer and create something in the spirit that will define us and, and that will defend us and that will be the thing that will cause the enemy to flee from us. Hmm. There will always be a church, ah, but will, we, will there be those who know how to endure, to forge out things in the spirit? Hmm. It is in the absence. It's in the absence of burden Neglect of desire, the spiritual compromise, and defeat are often found. It is in the absence of burden and the neglect, neglect of, of desire that spiritual compromise and defeat are often found. Uh, no one knew. I need you to understand this for a minute. No one knew the, the needed hours that were necessary over the hot, over the hot furnace. Uh, nobody, nobody knew that. The smiths were gone. You understand this? meticulously, methodically, the smiths were removed from Israel. Somehow it happened. Somebody turned a blind eye. Somebody didn't say anything. Somebody just accepted it as the norm. But over the course of time, uh, there was no smith. There was no smith found there. Uh, nobody knew the needed hours that were necessary over the hot furnace. Uh, no early risings that, that were strengthened by the repeated striking of the hammer. Uh, no, no example to train the apprentice. No child to carry on the craft. If there were no burden, then there would be no fire. Simply stated, if there was no burden, there would be no fire. If there were no desire, then anything and everything less would ultimately be accepted. I didn't know him well. Tanya knew him better than I did. But my, my, my great-grandpa or great-grandpa was a blacksmith, and, and uh, I, I didn't know him well. I, can have, I have vague shadows in my mind, memories of him. And, uh, but, but nonetheless, I, I knew one thing about him. The, the tools mattered. The, the time over, over the trade, it mattered. The, the repeated striking of the hammer, it mattered. The, the early risings, it mattered. It, uh, it, it, it mattered what, what took place there in that, in that shop because something was, was being done. Something was being created. Uh, if, there were, if there's no burden, then there will, will be no fire. If somebody doesn't care, then it will not be stoked when it needs to be stoked. If there's no desire, then, then anything less, a, a, a reasonable facsimile will be created within the church. If there's no desire, then we will be just another, everybody still with me? Then we will be just another lookalike on, uh, on the landscape of all that's called spiritual. Uh, we will sound like it. We will act like it. We will mimic it. We will, uh, we will have somewhat of a response, but, but the depth that is needed for something to happen in the spirit will not be there. Uh, because can I tell you, we can only last on a mimicked response for so long. Uh, that's why it is a good thing. And I'll talk about it here in just a minute more for your children to watch you. But ultimately, there has to be an experience in their life for themselves. Because mimic response is not enough. I, I don't want to be, I, understand this, please. I don't want to be just like every church on the highway. I want there to be something in depth that is different. Something that is forged out in the spirit. Something that is prayed on a Monday in response to a Sunday. The Tuesday, it still felt the same. And Wednesday, it happens again. And then Thursday, amen, we wake up. And then Friday night, we, we're, we're, we're sleeping there and, and we feel it again. Yes, 
Amen. Because it's important. Amen. Amen. Each prayer. Well, every time, every time you pray, every time you walk through the door of this place, you are fueling a fire that maintains the hope for somebody to follow. Every time, every time you walk in the door on a Sunday, it matters because it is, it is fueling the fire of hope for someone that is following you. Uh, with each prayer that you pray aloud or at home, uh, at home or here, you are the sound of the hammer reminding the soul and sending a message to Satan that you are still standing. Do you understand that? Every time you speak it out loud, every time you say it, every time you pray, you, you, are, you are reminding your soul, you are reminding Satan that you are still here. Uh, with each word of worship to Jesus, you are fanning the flame that shapes both you and others, your children, to be what God has asked of us to be. Every time you give of your tithe and your offerings and teach your children to do the same, you are letting it be known that faithfulness to God is life-giving and right. Amen. When you pray for others and care for their soul, you are teaching them in a generation to come that we will endure together, that we will stand even when it is difficult. But we have to ask ourselves the question, understand this. We have to ask ourselves the question uh, as to where we are finding and sharpening our swords. Where is it? Is it in is it in and from the world who lessens the integrity of all that is spiritual by what it communicates in so many different ways and mediums? Is that where we're sharpening our life? Are we finding our answers from a world that is not towards God? And that's why he said to save yourself from an untoward generation. The responsibility of you and I, amen, is that we save ourselves. It's not a work that we do to justify or merit the goodness and the, and, and the compassion of God. But, but there is something to be said and understood about the word that you and I have to decide that we are not going to find ourselves sharpened, if you would, by an enemy of the world that is against God, that communicates on a daily basis ungodly things. Everybody still with me? Say amen. Come on, I'm just preaching the truth to you here for a moment right now. Because too often we are finding the answers in the world when we need to be finding the answers here at the altar. We are finding the answers from a world that does not care about your soul when we need to be finding the answers here in a church that cares about eternity. Amen. Are we buying what it sells? Are we being sharpened by what it says must be? Or are we forging out our life and our children's lives here at an altar in a place that make them strong? Because can I tell you, there might be the, the increase of intellect, if you would, that is offered by the word in some, uh, by the world in some capacity. Uh, the, greater, the greater growth and the greater value and the greater worth is found here in the church by what will save their soul. Because ultimately, everybody knows this, but let me echo it one more time in this pulpit. Everybody knows that one day this flesh will pass away, but the soul will live forever. So really what should matter most to every one of us in this place, that our soul and the souls of those that we love, amen, is secured in Christ, not in the success of this world and not in the, what the world tells us must be, but in Christ, in Christ, amen, covered by the blood, covered by the word, covered by, come on anybody with me right now, covered by his mercy, covered by his grace. Amen. Amen. Are we forging it out here for us and for them? Are they seeing in us, our children and those around us, are they seeing in us what they must be? Is our hand teaching them to hold tightly to the things of the Spirit or to the world? Proclaim ye. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. That's you and I. Prepare war. Wake up. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. 
Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak, the weak say, I am strong. Wake up. Wake up, mighty men. Wake up those who are content with a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands. Wake up. That was the cry of the prophet. Wake up. Wake up. There's an enemy trying to take the smiths from the church to silence the sound of prayer, to weaken the worship and diminish the praise, to make Jesus nothing more than a byword, a name to be taken in vain. Wake up. Don't we see this? Anybody, does this resonate with you today? If you turned on the headlines of the news feed that you follow, does it not resonate in your mind? That there is the message being sent that there must be the acceptance of sin. That there is the message being communicated to you, if not verbally, silently, that somehow certain things need to be removed from our life and, and other things need to be accepted. That, that we need to just, uh, just, uh, just accept the fact that, that there'll be no, no church or no, no person to know how to get a hold of God. That, that we need to accept the wrongs and all the ills and all the woes that the world is trying to tell us is normal. That that's who we need to be and that's what we need to be. Can I tell you, wake up, wake up, wake up, mighty man. There is an enemy trying to take Smiths from the church huh? to silence the sound of prayer, to weaken our worship, to diminish our praise. It was the repeated blows of the hammer that made it strong uh, to forge the steel. Do you understand that? It might sound simple, uh, but it still is nonetheless the truth. It was the repeated Blows of the hammer that made it strong, made the arm strong to forge the steel. It is the persistent prayer and praise, the committed hours in faithfulness, the determined desire that gives us strength to endure. Uh, you may walk out of this service today and think, well, you know, I don't know what we did there today. That just took up. But, but can I tell you, uh, it, is, it is the time spent on the pew. It is, it's, it's the moments in the altar. It is the, the silent and private prayer. And, and yet the prayers prayed aloud that are the repeated strikes of the hammer in our hand that ultimately strengthen us to be what we must be for God. Uh, what you're doing today is not in vain. Uh, that hand that you lift in worship, that song that you sing in response to what you see behind me on that screen, it is not in vain. But rather, it is the strengthening of your life to remind you that you can stand, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Hmm. Uh, it's the persistent prayer, that the committed hours to faithfulness that when you wake up on a Sunday morning, everybody hear me with, everybody Okay. Amen. It's, it's, it's the committed uh, faithfulness, hours of faithfulness that when you wake up on a Sunday morning, it is not a question as to whether you are going to go to church or not. Right. It is Sunday morning. We are going to church. Yes. Amen. It's Wednesday night. We shall be in church. And yes. Whatever event or whatever thing or, or our parents in this place, when it comes time for your youth to gather with all the other, it is not a question. That is where they need. Why? Because that's the, the arm striking the metal that strengthens the life to make them ultimately what they can and should be in God. Anybody preaching with me right now? Amen. 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 The determined desire that ultimately gives us strength to endure, that reminds us in difficult times that we can stand. Uh, weak one today. Weak one today. Hear me, weak one today. The word tells you to say, I am strong. 
That was the word. That was the command of the prophet. Say, I am strong uh, to recognize that you are here because God ordained it to be so. And there is a cause for you to be saved and to save. You might have stumbled and fell this last week. You might have messed up uh, royally. It might have been the worst week of your life. But can I tell you, once again, look yourself in the spiritual mirror of your life and say, I am strong. Get back up on your feet and recognize that there is grace. Know that there is mercy in this house. Know that there's a God that forgives you. Amen. Let the weak say, let the weak say, I am strong. Take the hammer in hand and strike. Take the hammer in hand and strike. Even when you do not feel like it, when it is not easy, strike again. Even when you are weary and discouraged, even when you feel lost and you feel alone, strike, strike again. Even when shame tries to silence you and your past tries to prevent it, strike, strike again, pray again, get up again, unfold those hands and wake up. Amen. Don't become spiritually poor. Amen. Rise up and worship again. Rise up, musicians. Rise up. Rise up and praise Jesus even when it does not make sense. Even when when your flesh tells you that you should not because of what you have been or what you have done or what you feel that you are. Rise up. Strike again. There needs to be men in this church. I'm going to be a little direct for a moment right now. There needs to be men in this church that are teaching the young men and the young ladies in their house how to pray. There needs to be women in this church that know how to get a hold of God. I'm going to repeat to you, there will always be an Israel, but will there be a Smith in Israel? There will always be a church, but will there be intercessors in the church? There will always be people who know how to come to church, but will there be people that know how to be the church? that know how to get a hold of God. Because can I tell you, just a casual acquaintance with spiritual things in this present end time will not be sufficient enough to make us endure. There's got to be a relationship with God. There's got to be something that is deeper in our spirit, something happening in our life, that we wake up with convictions, that we live with convictions, that something drives us to God. Hmm. Somebody knows how to take the hammer and spin it in their hand and, and hammer out the steel. There's somebody, young men, amen. I'm not so concerned about the future, amen. I know you will always be here, but I don't want you just being here. I want you to know how to get a hold of God. There needs to be young men and women in the sound of my voice, people in the sound of my voice that feel the call and the burden of the spirit, that hear God's voice resonate within them again to remind them that there is something more than what this world has to offer them. There's something greater in the spirit. There's something more satisfying, more fulfilling than what the world says has to be. Amen. Is there a Smith in Israel that knows how to get a hold of God? Anybody understand what I'm talking about here? Anybody understand what I'm I'm talking about? Uh, There's got to be people that know how to forge out things in the spirit. That the things that don't just happen overnight and the things that don't just come by, by a casual meandering around spiritual things, but somebody that knows how to pray and somebody that knows how to fetch. Brother Ray, amen. Somebody that knows how to live for God when it is not convenient or easy. Who's willing to wake up early in the morning and fan the flame that will forge the steel that will make the weapon that will defend and defeat. Amen. Amen. Uh, Strike again, even when you're weary, even when you're discouraged, even when you feel lost, even when you feel alone, even when the shame comes to you, let the weak say, I am strong. Believe again, find your answers for your life here, not out there. Don't sharpen everything that you are out there. It won't last, it will dull in time. Amen. 
but we are laying up treasure where moth and rust don't corrupt. Amen. That steel of the spirit, it won't rust away. It will stay. Raise up smiths in Israel and be saved. Wake up, wake up. The word said it this way in one other place and I'm done. Wake up, quick, quit you like men. In other words, stand up and be counted. Stand up and be strong and prepare for war. Jesus paid the price for you not to be lost. Wake up somebody and be saved. He paid much too high a price for us to walk away now. Come on, somebody all over this house with me. Begin to pray and begin to walk through this altar as we stand to our feet. Somebody needs to be reminded again. Amen, there's gotta be a smith. Young man, old man, young lady, older lady. Amen, there's gotta be a smith in Israel. There's gotta be somebody that will live the life, somebody that will pray the life, somebody that will believe the life, somebody that will raise up a generation that can be counted. Come on, it's our job, it's our watch, it's our time. Let the sound of prayer be heard. Let the striking of the metal be heard in our heart. Let it be forged and found in us today. Come on, somebody. The enemy doesn't want you to make a weapon. He doesn't want you to make a sword or a spear. Lest they make them swords or spears. We've got to make them swords or spears today. Come on. It's our time. Yes, 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 yes.